0: Welcome to the Success Inspired Podcast, a business and personal development podcast to help you accomplish more in life and realize your true potential. And now here is your
1: host, Fit Muller. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Success Inspired Podcast. I'm your host Fit and my guest today is a fashion, advertising and travel photographer who likes to capture amazing places and beautiful faces for varied big companies and fashion brands. We talk about her journey as a traveling photographer, how she learned her photography skills, taking travel photos, traveling around, taking business photos to portrait, all the way to advertising and landing a top gig in the fashion photography industry in the United States. We talk about balancing her dream versus the income need until she finally made it into a full-time income and became the professional photographer she is today. We also talk about spirituality, life and death and rebirth, recognizing the good that people do and embracing progress over perfection. So strap your seatbelts and get ready because the second part of this podcast is all about spirituality, whereas the first part of the podcast is all about photography and technical skills. I like... The saying at the end that my guest says which is there's no past we can't hang on to the past we can only take the wisdom forward into the now and we cannot live in the future either because the future hasn't even arrived yet hope you enjoyed this interview i certainly did please welcome to the show claudia getzelman Great to have you on the show, Claudia. And um, look, since I've already introduced you a little bit, what's something that not many people may not know about you? What's something that is not, was not part of your intro that I haven't, you know? So
2: I lived in Africa for two and a half years. Hmm. I learned some uh, in Nigeria and I learned to speak Arabic for, for a year, but don't put me on the spot on that because that definitely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago.
1: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Let me give you some easy questions to get, to get things started here. What, comp- what compelled you to become a, a photographer in advertising?
2: That, uh, that I think was always in my genes, uh, curiosity. I am an extremely curious person and I value that and characteristic trait, I would say, in me. Maybe more, now more than ever because I'm really aware of it. But curiosity is, is a life force. And so curiosity of like capturing my environment, looking into my environment, and then having a camera. And I think it started when I was four years old. I got my first camera, and yeah. So what does, that,
1: what does that what does what does that mean for you when you when you you know when you press that shutter? What does that mean? The whole you know, the whole experience of taking a photo. Because for some, it might just be, okay, well, I just need to take a photo. I'll press this and this happens and I get a photo. Do you see, do you feel more about that than than just simple action of pressing in the shutter?
2: Yeah. I mean, so my logo, or my company logo was for a long time. It's an old Tao sign and it's an eye with two legs. It's, you know, it's like an eye. You draw an eye and then you have like almost like a tripod on the bottom. hmm and it's basically an eye and a person with the legs or my camera and the tripod. And it says, when you take the tau relation, without observation, learning is impossible. Without observation, learning is impossible. And to me, that's actually that's that because, you know, even if I take a landscape or I zoom into something detailed, there is this, we have, there's something we learn, we take in. We look deeply. And that's again just this curiosity. It's always been with me. And then when I, when in my work, when I take pictures for jobs and it's either fashion or, you know, I did a lot of different things. Annual reports I did in Singapore for, for many years and I photographed a lot of CEOs. There's this connection you have to make. Mm. And then you have to establish a trust. You have to get curious about the person you have in front of you like even we you know i look at you and we have to sort of we have to connect and we establish the energy field and so i it's that's what that means to me
1: it is it is it is that connection it is important to build that build that and and have that same sort of get on that same wavelength especially when it comes to having a conversation right and we are about to have a good conversation for another solid hour uh, because I'm very curious about everything that you do and I'm sure a lot of listeners are are curious as well as far as curiosity you mentioned curiosity I think that's that is an important topic in itself because that's something as a as babies when we were little we're all very curious right and then something happens in our life and then for some it it stays with them and then for some for other people it it sort of dissipates and then they sort of get into you know the regular sort of constraints of the system and and just you know and they're just being told how they should live and they just follow that path and they never really deviate so it's interesting would be an interesting topic in itself to 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 talk about and, and and what you know what are the differences between these people what happens because i i certainly think that the the first option it's better for a human being like not being constrained because when you're allowed to be creative and when you're allowed to keep on um, observing that's when the creative creative ideas come out of rather than just following blindly right and obviously you're a very creative person yourself otherwise you wouldn't be doing such an amazing work i looked at your website those photos all the fashion photos they look amazing by the way
2: thank you now let's talk
1: about your career a little bit i'm Stick to career just a little bit because uh, we might have some listeners there interested in in that part. And then uh, mm. I don't know, we'll, you know, talk a bit, but maybe a little bit technical as well. And then we'll jump into some personal deep question to get to the bottom of everything. <laughs> so, yeah. what is that lifestyle? Like? What is the lifestyle like? Lifestyle of a photographer? Do you travel a lot? Obviously not now, but under normal circumstances?
2: Yeah, I have, and I will hopefully again. You know, I go anywhere. I I I love the world. And it's, it's, I guess, it's a setup. I mean, how do you set up your business, right? It's, I chose to not own a studio. I just rent a studio if I need it because I have so many different jobs. Whatever comes to me, it's, you know, there's small studios, big studios, daylight, non-location. So I don't want to have a big overhead. I rather want to be free to go places. And, and then wherever my job takes me, I... I rent
1: everything. That obviously gives you that flexibility, and I think mm-hmm. that fits fits your uh, fits your you know who you are as a human being. You know, I can tell right. you're very creative, so I think <laughs> that gives you that freedom to to choose where you want to go and moving places, right. traveling the world, right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, tell us about the moments when you started to see success in your uh, photography business. When you started to get, you know, some big gigs, when you started to actually earn income that, you know, supported you and, and all these other things that go around it. What how did it impact your lifestyle?
2: Well, I think it's I'm an artist, right? So you never know what's hap- what happens. And jobs come, jobs go. I don't I'm not on a salary. I really have to trust that there's always work. I mean, as a photographer, you have to wear a lot of different hats. You're not just a photographer, but you are also your accountant, your marketing expert actually. So all of those things have to align in order to push you forward into that so-called success. It's very humble. You have to, I mean, I can tell you, I started in Singapore. I I mean, I lived in Africa. I did a lot of tribal. I took portraits of tribes and I had an exhibit at Stock Exchange in Munich and the Nigerian ambassador came. So is that success? It was one form of success, right? Then I moved moved to Indonesia and I took a lot of pictures of resorts and it was travel photography, which was published in magazines. And then I moved to Singapore, which is a banking city and so business oriented. So from there, I, I went really deep into annual reports because at that time, there was still, I mean, so much portraiture was needed for these, for, for, for the annual reports, And that sort of shifted my life, I would say. When I started in Singapore, I was teaching German at the Goethe Institute. I was really, you know, had to balance out my dream versus the money I needed for living. Yeah. And then, but then it shifted more and more and more. So I think that was because you asked me, what was the first time where I felt like the I'm making a living as a photographer. And that, mm-hmm. that was then in Singapore.
1: And how did that feel when you finally were fully relying on what you, you truly enjoyed doing? How, how, that, how, oh how did that God. feel? Oh, my God.
2: I actually remember the feeling. I was so proud of myself. And I think I did a little, little dance when I put the check <laughs> into the bank.
1: That's awesome. I think That's another,
2: awesome. another powerful moment was when I moved to the U.S., and I, so I lived in Singapore for six and a half years. And then I was like, okay, I mean, my travel book, my sense of adventure, I was like, what? There's something else? Okay. America, the ultimate dream, I am going to move to America. And so I did it and I got a visa for special talent, meaning an artist visa as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I got the visa, that was a big feeling of accomplishment and success and i got
1: that visa and is that when you started to get into more advertising photography when you mm-hmm. moved to america because yeah. up until then was what do you said you said tribal taking tribal taking the tourism was in singapore and then sorry not singapore the tourism indonesia. stuff was in indonesia that's right and then singapore mm-hmm. was uh, more business world so ceos for their annual reports yeah. so when you moved to america is that when you yeah when you started to get into advertising yeah.
2: I already did some advertising work when I was in Singapore. So then it sort of morphed more. I think it's interesting when you move to a bigger market. You know, Singapore is a small market in, the, in you as Westerners, as an expatriate, so to say, maybe you're a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to the US and people, because it's a huge market, you need to be put into categories. So I had to sort of define myself more because in Singapore, I was shooting this and that and this and that i just because i knew a lot of people i got there was different opportunities but in america i was new and i had to define myself which wasn't really interesting um exercise in the hindsight to mm-hmm. define and narrow down your your business skills but then yes it went into advertising and then fashion advertising fashion So mm-hmm. that
1: because as you say you had to you had to define yourself i guess that's that's relevant to market right if there's a lot of opportunity a lot of options there's a lot of competition a lot of photographers in america mm-hmm. then you do right you have to have a bit more of a niche otherwise you're just going to be another another fish in a big pond and nobody will notice you whereas maybe when you were in singapore there weren't that many comp- competition and and what are some of the things that when it comes to advertising photography that not many people know about? I ask because you know we might have some sales and marketing oriented people and um, listening and um, and this might be help helpful to uh, to unpack a bit more for them.
2: Well, so it's 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 a big thing. So let's say you have a brand and you want to have a new campaign for your product, and so you call in. Either you, if you're really big, you probably have an advertising agency on hand or a design company, and then together, you do, you know, the art director, marketing person are thinking about the concept, and then the concepts are approved, and then the visual aspect is called in. So who is the right photographer to execute this idea? Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's, it's a very competitive market. There's a lot of photographers and there's, I would say, 30 books are called in, three, three people or five people get to put out a bit mm-hmm. for, this, for a job. And then it comes either down to style or money. Right. And then it's, you know, also my, I have to think, I, I put my crew together. It's, let's say, you have a product and we're going on location we need models we need stylists we need props we need hair and makeup we need permits in order to shoot on whatever day two days is there foot traffic the weather the lights i need in order to give it the look i want the retouching to post-production it's a lot of collaboration and so i find it amazing when i get a project because it's a dressing again And, you know, I am trusted to execute this idea Mm. together with everybody else. And I, I like to say it's basically we're giving birth together. So I have to be very, very organized, really detail oriented. But at the same time, I have to allow myself to give this space and the day of the shoot where the magic can happen, where the magic can really, truly happen, where you know, we're also organized. We're all together. We're all here with our expertise, and then we let it go. Right. Which yes. Is, yeah, and that's when magic happens. But if I'm stuck to this idea, and maybe the model is a little bit different, or you know, things always there's always some um, unexpected factors. Or there's always something is maybe not working out, or is a surprise. We have to always be very, very flexible. But that's when you really let it go and you just go into your play mode, your inner child, curiosity. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And also take everybody along with it. And that's when I think when everybody can come along on this ride. And then that's when beautiful pictures come.
1: Awesome. Really so it. so mm-hmm. big takeaway point from this is I guess unless it's relevant to to anything, whether it's you know preparing for Photography for you know for a big project or or it's you know preparing building plans or anything, I guess it's important to to prepare because if you don't mm-hmm. prepare you're gonna be you're not gonna be organized. I usually have a saying rule of five piece which is prior preparation prevents peaceful performance. So mm-hmm. if you're not prepared, the performance is a bit of a, a gamble. You will, you're mm-hmm. gambling whether the performance is gonna be good or not. Whereas if you really prepare all the way to the very very detail then you're prepared you're calm you're you feel like you've got control mm-hmm. but then the second thing what you said is you know we can't expect to to have everything 100% under control because it's not possible there's always something that falls outside of your control and it's important to i guess yeah let go and not be too too obsessed with the perfection so i think both are important you can't mm-hmm. you can't all go like full on without any control or any preparation and just trying to uh, improvise because you got nothing to fall back on
2: no but i think it's really important to let it go and it's an mm-hmm. energy thing right if you know you prepared yourself well you know you did the best you can to show up for the project whatever that is then you're also putting that energy of confidence out, outwards and we all react on energy. So I have a group of you know, eight people and then the client is maybe five, six people. And then there's an there's a creative directors and everybody's standing behind me. If I waver, everybody's going to pick up my energy yeah. and the whole set is going to be stressed. So I'm basically on this stage and it's almost like a performance, but it's not a performance because I'm just being me and I know what I'm good at and I know what I do. And then I get to really take everybody along on this ride of playfulness. Mm -hmm. And it's a trust thing because they all sort of have to come along. They hired me, right? They have to also let go because this is it. They trusted me that I'm going to give them what they want. And there's only that budget for one time for one of these You know, there's no reshooting or doing it again with another person. It's really, if you think about it, it's a pretty interesting process. And I think also in the day, these days where, you know, everybody can be a photographer because it's on Instagram and things are often, you know, photos are small and people like I'm a photographer, but, and it becomes almost like commodity. But if you take it away and really think about the big projects, it's, it's, I think it's a beautiful profession and mm. we should really honor it and yeah, see the details.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. The way you put it just sounds like really cool. Almost like in some orchestra, like you really have that one shot because like mm-hmm. you said, there is so many components that go with, it. you mentioned models, props, location. Oftentimes you have to maybe even pay fees for, you know, to be where you want to be and, and all that. Right. And so there's, there's right. a budget. Every everything yeah. can be very expensive. I think in the movies, when they shoot movies, it's similar. I think they say like every hour over, of a, of a, you know, right. on the shoot costs like thousands, thousands of dollars, depending on how big it is. So so yeah, yeah so it's
2: mm-hmm. Well, my point I also wanted to make it's so interesting because of the whole Instagram thing I had so many of these situations recently where you know so the client it's a it's also a matter of education of educating the client so the client sees oh that photographer so-called in you know, apprentice is on Instagram and it's still maybe let's say it's an influencer mm-hmm. and oh my god they can they can shoot it so I used to um, that little story I used to live in San Francisco for many years before I moved to LA so it's all about tech startup tech startup mm-hmm. and it's always the afterthought oh we have the product we have the website oh my god now we need visuals we need photos and and you need visuals you need the photos to bring your product alive so they call me and I'm like wow you know we love your work it's so it's so clean and it's minimal that would be amazing so I give them my quote and then they go back and I'm like, oh my God, we spent all the money on whatever you know, startups spend their money on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they come back and we're like, could you make it cheaper? You know, and also have a cousin who actually can photograph it. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, you know, maybe your cousin really should do it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's been so many times. And then they come back and they say, oh, uh, it's a disaster. Maybe we need some help with retouching. Can you um recommend somebody? I'm mean, like, why it went all wrong? We should have really, we should have hired you. And it's just it's fascinating how mm. you know we really it's an educational thing. Like you do still need a person who knows the skills, who knows the light, who knows how to conduct this. And uh, we shouldn't maybe should not give this to your cousin.
1: So this is important. This is very interesting because there might be people listening. They might, you know, they might think, okay, it, you know, what's so hard about taking a good photo? Because I mean, these days, I mean, you know, iPhones, right. you know, technology is so great. Like you can take a mm-hmm. photo with, you know, I've got, you know, Canon M50, fully automatic, takes amazing photos. So for mm-hmm. for 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 people that might be questioning, you know, the value or proposition of having a professional photographer, like like. What would be something, uh, some some other little details that you would that you would want to tell them that, that, they may not realize that go into the process of a good
2: photo. Well, so the whole crew I'm bringing, you know, let's say you will be photographed. Will you be ready to be photographed? Are you gonna bring your own clothes? And it's gonna your shirt was hanging in your closet and it's halfway wrinkly. Mm. <laughs> You know, I mean what will that shirt actually match into the set what we're going to do? Will that really project who you how you want to be seen with mm-hmm. that? Or will we have a stylist who will have three, four options of of outfits and make you look like the way you really want to be portrayed in as you are, maybe the the face of your company?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So then makeup, how do you going to look? Maybe you need a little touch-up? And, and then, then what about the set? Maybe the light. Is the light, the iPhone might take a nice snap and you have it small on your Instagram. It works probably for that. But then on the website, on your website, when we zoom in, will it really look good?
1: Hmm. It needs to pop. It needs to pop, especially yeah. if it's advertising, right? It needs to be yeah. nice and crisp. And then you've got lights, you got all the technical mm. aspects, the equipment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: shutter speed balance all those little bits yeah, and pieces that's,
2: also, that's all second nature right i can't i can discuss and debate that this is what i prepare for this is my preparation in advance and then i just mm-hmm. come and then it becomes this this fluid motion where we all are because we have a long sh- shot list we, not, we, are, we know we're not here to discuss how we're going to do it which is going to be like okay 20 shots let's do this absolutely and have fun along the way
1: now On that token, though, there are small business starting out really, really sort of just bootstrapping their business with zero next to nothing, small budget, maybe a stay at home mom with a kid trying to, you know, start some sort of business just to get by. People like that don't have budget. What would you recommend them? What would be your top tips for somebody like that who may not afford a professional photographer uh, for their advertising needs? What would you recommend for them? In terms of you know how how could get they go about taking some photos.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean if it's essential that they have good photos, I mean there's some amazing stock photography, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cheaply available. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a good start. Mm-hmm. Just start with that. But if they want to be in it, I think it's it's worthwhile to to find and invest into into at least one session. Your, for yourself, if you're, because if you are the face of your business, and you really, then it, you know that's part of also what I offer. It's like we, it's a branding question. I would sit down. I work with a lot of fashion brands, small fashion brands, mm-hmm. and they have a collection, and then so, and they need photos. But then we need to really dig into it, like, who's your client? So who's gonna buy your clothes? How are we going to show the clothes? So that your client feels like oh this is for me and then it's you know the, the client is going to buy it, it's attracted is drawn to it so it's it's, it's often just this idea and in this case let's say the fashion designer is very creative amazing clothes but then if it comes to the branding it's a whole another maybe they've never thought of that you know what are the company colors where if you have one collection will there be a continuation will it be you know built up to the next collection will the visual vis- visually will it tell a story will it be you know also fit into everything it everything needs to be coherent
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it can't be the same it has it always needs to be a little bit different so it's all these interesting contemplations and discussions i have with my clients and we dig deeper and then we out of that comes actually final Visual concept.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now hang on a minute. I just had some really good question and I just forgot. <laughs> I just forget <laughs> about it. I just really good question. Just give me a second. I'll see if it comes back. <laughs> I'll give you a chance to drink some water. There was something about that, about photography. Visual. Oh yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say we're the times that we live in now. Right, we are so isolated with, with, with COVID. Mm-hmm. So, e commerce grows even more than it was mm-hmm. before COVID. Yeah. And so, if you are somebody that's selling online products, clothes, fashion, it's also about the shopping experience, right? And in order to provide that shopping experience, Photography, again, is an important element, right, for the customers to be able to see all the different angles, of the product, and all that, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting where photography is going in that regard because like H&M, Hannes & Morris, I think you have it in Australia as well. Mm -hmm. They're already starting um, to use avatars. You can upload your measurements, your photo, they build an avatar of you, and then it's AI. AI is, is coming. And then you can visually, virtually dry on the clothes and spin it around 360.
1: So you can see yourself through an mm-hmm. augmented reality and mm-hmm. see yourself mm-hmm. wearing those clothes. That's, that's, mm-hmm. amaz- that's amazing as well. Yeah, I've seen something like that at the uh, mm-hmm. Microsoft store. They had the, the Microsoft Google goggles, and you could yeah, mm-hmm. see AR. But this is a great example of how, yeah, how they can take e-commerce to the next level. I think
2: it, it, it's, I mean, this is the next frontier. It's coming. And I'm curious what's going to happen to photography itself. I mean, it's changing, right? It has changed ever since digital arrived and it went, you know, big, big cameras, then the the video aspect became part of it. So it's, and now again, it's really changing with the with AI, but I think there's still always a renaissance and a need for for photography with human beings because mm. we're still human. We're not just we, people. Still want to see a real person and a real model, and, and and not just computer generated.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see where the future takes us.
2: Mm.
1: Now. Yeah let's move on to some personal question you said this one thing and says it's not about the big death but the daily ones where we get to die and birth again and renew what do you mean by that
2: well we truly die every moment right our even our body right we when we started this conversation you and i are not the same person our cells have died and rebirthed so This is in relation to my other work, end of life and coaching. And I think if we realize that we are dying every moment or that there is so many deaths in our lives, let's say the end of a job, the end of a relationship, the end of a life, the way the habits we used to have, especially now because of during COVID, then we can be with it in an easier way and we can prepare ourselves for the big one and we don't have to be so scared
0: mm-hmm.
2: because i think death when you say the word death people shriek they think of dark darkness there's no knowing it's just like oh that's that's far 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 we don't need to actually engage on this topic right now we i I deal with it later but it's you know it's ever so present in our life so we can i Mm. I just want to i'm very interested in the topic because i really think it's not as dark and i would like to change the conversation around this
1: where did this interest started for you? Where did it come from?
2: It started because I had a very um, heart-wrenching, life-changing burndown. I went through a very painful divorce. And I felt that in this process, an old part of me actually died. The old life I lived, my, uh, the way, you know, my, my dreams, the way I had set up my life, the love I had given to this person, my friends, my community, everything sort of collapsed in itself, and it 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 just it died. And then I was in the mud. I call this the mud. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in the ground in the darkness, so to say, or maybe it wasn't even that. It was muddy. It was, you know, because I was battling with myself. But then mm-hmm. I realized, wow. I let go of all these things. They are no longer me. And now I get to rebirth myself and I get to take pieces and decide who do I need to be? Who do I want to be? And it became this beautiful, beautiful process of rebirth. So I was very, very interested in in, in this. I became interested. What does that really mean? And I did a deep dive.
1: Wow. I mean, that's a big topic. I don't even know <laughs> if I'm willing to go in there because I don't know much about it. You're, you, I, I guess I'm one of those who are like, I'll leave it to the it later. <laughs> but, but, um, but you
2: know, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I'm just going to say this real quick. I mean, again, we all live in our different realities, right? And you you live in Australia and I'm in Germany. And so, the but COVID really, I think there's a silver lining to COVID and COVID changed our lives mm-hmm. in, in general. We can say that it forced us to look in to ourselves, to our lives. And there's definitely, the word, there are things we no longer need and we, we can put down. But if we don't have the language around this, then it becomes this nut inside us and it's just this feeling of dissatisfaction and we don't, cannot, we cannot address it. But if we understand that, wow, maybe I'm grieving, something I had to let go. And if we can put words and emotions to it, then we can be with it and then gracefully address it and put it down because we realize we don't need it anymore. And through that, we make space for something new and that's the rebirth.
1: That's a very nice way to put it. That's a, that's awesome. Because you're right. We, we oftentimes, we don't really know what it is that is frustrating us or what are we worrying about. And if we don't know what it is, we don't know how to address it, and it's just we're just hindering on something that's there that we can't really explain right so that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's great, that's great at the beginning, you said you know that you through an observation you you can come to a realization of you know what's possible, what's being done, what are the opportunities? And we live such a hectic busy lives, some of us, that we oftentimes forget all the little bits of effort that we put throughout the day into tasks, actions that at the end of the day, especially we might be chasing some dream, we might be chasing some goal, we might forget what we've actually accomplished that day. And then we Mm -hmm. just keep on chasing some dream and because we're still not there, we might. It's easy to say, "Oh, I'm a failure," or "I'm not. I'm not an accomplishment. I'm not accomplishing things." But if you can stop and observe what you've done that day, as an example of maybe writing your notes, there's something I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. What I do, I like to use checklists, you know, and and all. At the end of the day, if I haven't had a checklist, come back to a note, you know, open my notebook and and write down what I've done that day. And it's just going through that exercise of writing it down. I start to observe all the effort, everything that I've done. And I start to feel better mm-hmm. and better and better. And then, you know, once I've exhausted all that I think that I've done that day, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I've actually made another step forward towards mm-hmm. where I want to go, another if it's one percent, point one percent, whatever it is, just little improvement. But only when I've written it down, I can observe it. If I haven't written it down, if I haven't put the, you know, took the effort to sit down and really think about all that I've done, I won't have the opportunity to to observe it. So right. I wanted to say that.
2: No, we need to pause and we need to let it sink in. And then we also, we're so hard on ourselves, right? We're always aiming, we're we in living the society of productivity, but there's so many things we're doing. And I think just showing up for ourselves, we should really sometimes honor that and be like, I showed up today, I made an effort, I started. I may, It may not be perfect, but I did, I broke the ice. And that in itself, that's how we move forward, right? Baby steps.
0: Absolutely. Instead of
2: thinking, I need to run a marathon, let's just walk around the block. Mm. And that's it. That's like, because then we don't get overwhelmed and then we can see that we are doing things. I think that's such an important takeaway. And as you said, journaling, you know, your list, just going down and reminding Exactly. Reminding ourselves consciously. I'm like, oh yeah, it was a good day. I did this.
1: You said the right word was we are so being very hard on ourselves. We are being hard on ourselves and we constantly chase the productivity. We perceive productivity is something that, you know, and it's to be more, we need to be able to do more than what we do. My hope is that, you know, some, some of you guys listening, I hope that one of you out there you know is taking this i hope that all of you are taking this to to heart and i'm also hoping that there is somebody out there listening to this that is has been thinking about starting something and haven't and been waiting for that perfect moment because what you said is you know just start just do one little step towards you know that next step just one little step don't wait until you've got everything planned out don't wait until you've got Your business name, you know, if it's in relation to business, don't wait until you've got everything laid out to start. Just start with something.
2: Right. Just start. Just do it and put yourself out in this vulnerable space. It's about having the courage, being brave, and stepping into your vulnerability. And if it feels, ooh, and you are like on your edge, that's exactly the spot where you need to be. Absolutely. Speaking
1: of, speaking of speaking sport, Claudia, can I put you on okay. a spot again with another tough question? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on.
2: I believe that we... I have been here before and we will come again in this world. I mean, it's related out about re- in relation to Reapers. I don't know if you ever had an encounter where you felt like you met somebody and you met that person for a long time. And even so you just met and there's this familiarity. I know, energy. I know.
1: Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I have met people in my life. I can't de- de- define the memory because it's mm-hmm. in the past, but I know it happened. And it was the experience of like instant. It was like an instant connection and instant. Mm. Re- the report was so great. You know, I don't know if it was at the bar talking to somebody, maybe I had a few bees, Maybe that was influencing that too. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I'm just trying to think, but I'm pretty sure this happened to me in life. Once mm. advice. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. it's So oh, I don't know. I was thinking about soul connections. Oh, and uh, or maybe we also another thing could interesting could be that all the people we meet, it's meant to be because, you know, there's so many um, options in our life. Like, why did I click on your podcast and why I was like, I need to talk to this man. Mm. I want to be on his podcast. So, you know, there's this why are we drawn to certain things? Why are we making decisions the way we make them? think that's it's an interesting contemplation to have so because it's meant to be because we have to exchange something we have to have this conversation and then we go about our life i don't know sometimes i believe there's not just coincidences it's just meant to be
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean there is there's i mean last year Podcasting space has doubled because of COVID. There's double amount mm-hmm. of people are running their podcasts. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's, I don't know the number only six hundred thousand podcasters or something. And then you've got so many Instagram channels. And you did yeah. ended up just coming across my Instagram, and I know you've messaged me with an interest to be on the show. And so.
2: You're right, so actually. Yeah, it is yeah, very so interesting. how have to give something to you. And, or you had, you know, I mean, maybe this for something meant to be. Maybe it's a little seat to, for the listeners. Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm saying this in the most humble way. I'm just curious Absolutely. about yeah, these, yeah. these encounters, why they happen. Mm. And sometimes when we do it, we don't even know. And then it, uh, we're drawn to it and then, then it's complete. And then we go about our life.
1: And it's not a it's not even about trying to figure out the actual finite answer it's just a it's just the yeah. exercise of just having to think about it like what you know yeah what does that mean right I mean you're right yeah because I mean it could just be that as a result of having this conversation, we've helped someone's yeah life improve you know make that finally maybe we've said something that finally clicked in for somebody out there that they needed to hear to finally makes Mm -hmm. change in their life who knows right
2: who knows we hope so (laughs) it is
1: it is a big question mark there just like thinking about death a big question mark right what's after right i think that that's for like a whole another interview i think so back to you claudia what drives you to help others so much because you mentioned you have also your other business where you help others as a doula midlife coaching And then you have also life coaching. So what drives you to do that? Because you could have just easily be a photographer and just do that, right?
2: Mm -hmm. I realized in this rebirth that I'm much more than just a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I'm a people person. I mean, as a photographer, you are a people person. right? You constantly connect with others. And I felt if I can share forward what I learned in somebody because of that, uh doesn't need to go all the way down and burn down as much as I did. Mm-hmm. That would be beautiful. And I really, truly want to be a part of the conversation, the change around death, because we're born to die. And if we can, you know, the way we die also, I'm just going to just a little side thing, but the way we die right now, is. You know, used to be with the family, in the community, and now we have taken it away to the hospital and it became very sterilized and it became, because of that, more frightening. But if we can bring it back again and make it again a celebration of the life of the person, which is going from form to formless, then I think we become a better society, we become better friends, we become a stronger community because it's really, it's a very intimate process. When we mm. witness somebody it's like a burst if you witness a birth, it's like wow it's magic of the life and then it's on the other end it's the death it's the magic of the life again so i find it's a very very sacred and beautiful process because we're all going to go through this you know we're we and we're going to, to die so i want to be part of this conversation i feel like this is my role in this lifetime
1: the only thing about that is and this is what I think is it's a big difference if it's somebody who's dying and they're ninety years old and they've had their life and they're dying naturally as a result of aging mm-hmm. versus somebody else who may have died and they're young I think that's the hard part to 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 digest I think for for the families of individuals like that don't you
2: think it is it is i i mean this is a whole nother deep conversation we can Mm. go down my 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 brother passed away when he was 22 years old Mm. so i have a a personal um, relationship to this and but it's about acceptance and that again that's a whole deep conversation it's about Mm. acceptance of life acceptance what is given to us why i think we should never ask why why is not a good question to ask in life? It's just things happen. We are not what happened. We're just a witness. And it's our then we get to choose to be with it or react to it in a way. If we fight it, it will fight us back. But it's we have to accept that. And I know it's easier said than done, but there's nothing we can do against that, right? It's just it wasn't meant to be. That person passed. So. I don't want to sound harsh and cold. I've, you know, I have a very deep, virtual belief But it's really we have to accept: like something doesn't work out. We don't even have to go to the big death. If a relationship doesn't work out, we have to accept it.
0: Mm-hmm. We
2: have to put it down gracefully. There was a lesson in it, and then we take that lesson and the wisdom what we gained with us and move onward. I mean, we can even apply this to a business. A business fail.
1: But like you said, easy said and done. I mean, at the end of the day, it all comes down to our emotions and how are we able to control our emotions to, like you said, to put it down, let it go, and don't don't beat ourselves over it or don't try to continuously question why why it is or how it could be would be.
2: Mm, Because we can, if we can really live in the now comes back to that curiosity and observation and see what is in front of us maybe you know that's the that is it right there is no past we can't hang on to the past we can take the wisdom forward into the now and we cannot live in the future either because the future hasn't even arrived we have these stories these projections we put like when when it's going to be like this then i'm going to do like that that's a projection we don't know it. So why not be in the now? Why not be like really, really present and see what's gifted to us and and and, and go from there?
1: I just want to add more to that. I know, I know we want to move on from this <laughs> because it's like very deep and like there's... there's um, Maybe I'm um, going too deep. <laughs> that's okay. Um I'm just trying to find what's the segue from the, what's the message around success and inspiring success <laughs> because that's the podcast here. I guess in a way it is. In a look, in a way it is. I think because whether it's a success of building business or uh, success of properly. Oh,
2: I can say something. Mm, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I feel the more we know about ourselves and that it's a personal if we become personally successful with our internal self we also ripple outward and we will be successful in our business because there is no separation between personal and business we are the business we are energy right and a, bis, a, a successful business ceo isn't will if he knows who he is as a person he will be an amazing leader mm-hmm. Because he 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 just you know I mean we have so many examples of of big companies where you think wow how could that person you know it treats the people horribly and then there's another CEO and he she we're like wow that person is so kind I can't believe they you know really looking after the employees so it's it's all who we are right we, we, who we are personally the more we know we how we take what drives us the way we look out into the world i think the better we create our business
0: Mm.
1: i like i like the segue you made it into business (laughs) that's nice (laughs) we got we got we got there what would be what would be your top three things that you'd like our listeners um, to walk away with after listening today
2: keep your inner child alive, stay curious, no matter what, keep playing, It nurture that inner child, it doesn't matter age, you know, just roll around on a hill, go play, laugh, that's one, I think that's so essential for our, our soul, our soul wants to play. Art. just start, no matter what, how difficult it appears, just go and make that baby step in that, that direction because that puts you on that way. Mm-hmm. And trust your journey.
1: Trust the journey.
2: Trust the journey because whatever unfolds, trust it, that it's meant for you and have that conviction. And I think by trusting, it opens the space we need to step into our own power.
1: Nice. I like that. Claudia, how can people find you?
2: Well, so we start with the photography. We end with that. It's (laughs) claudiagotzelman.com. And then my midlife coaching is permission to bloom coaching and and then Instagram. And I'm sure it will be in the show notes.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll put it all in the show notes. Now, as a last final piece, any final piece of wisdom, you'd like to say to our listeners in closing of this interview today.
2: There to be you. There to be you no matter what you think again. Get those voices out of your head and just be be yourself. Have the courage to be you. Your beautiful, beautiful self.
1: I love it. Thank Claudia you thank you so much for being on the show we we've we've, we've, uh, we've covered a fair bit we went really deep some really deep topics here today i don't think mm-hmm. we've had such a deep topic on the podcast yet so i'll uh, i'll need to absorb all that <laughs> mm-hmm. so look thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate you taking the time of your day to 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 you know to have this interview with me and, and share your wisdom and share your you know your your, your the insights about your life your career and and your experiences that you've had as a both as a photographer and also as a human being living this life on earth
2: thank you i really enjoyed the conversation and um, i'm grateful thank you for having me in your space
1: you're welcome claudia now for everybody else thank you for listening to today's episode on the success inspired podcast if you enjoyed this interview then please share it with your mates that you think would also benefit from listening to today's episode For show notes, links, and extra tips to help you accomplish more in life and realize your potential, please go to successinspiredpodcast.com. Thank you, and have a great rest of your day, everybody.